Welcome to Money Making Conversation. I'm your host, Rashawn McDonald. Each of Money Making Conversation talk shows about entrepreneurship and entertainment. I provide the consumer and business owner access to celebrities, CEOs, entrepreneurs, and industry decision makers. It is important to understand that everybody travels a different path to success. That is because your brand is different. The challenges you face in your life are different. So stop reading other people's success stories and start writing your own. Now, you can be motivated by your success because their stories can offer direction and help you reach your goals through your planning and committed effort. The Money Making Conversations interviews provide relatable information to the listener about career and financial planning, entrepreneurship, motivation, leadership, overcoming the odds, and how to live a balanced life. Let's get started, y'all. The five-time NAACP Image Award-winning series Unsung returns profiling more amazing entertainers. Unsung delves into the lives of trailblazing musical legends whose full stories and journeys have yet to be explored or explained. The series celebrates the lives and careers of artists or groups who, despite great talent, have been underappreciated or underrecognized. Through firsthand accounts, interviews with family and friends, and archival footage, each episode weaves a tale of the highs and lows of a life in the limelight. My next guest, she's appearing on this episode. Hip-hop's first female rap legend, radio host, TV One's Unsung episode airs March 1st at 10 p.m. Please welcome to Money Making Conversation, Roxanne Shante. Well, thank you, thank you. I really, I, I love that intro. Well, first of all, uh, let's 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 talk about uh, what I know. You know, I, you you you're an individual. I saw the the Netflix movie Roxanne Roxanne, and now yeah. you're doing this show Unsung. Okay. Yeah. And the un, now you know when they do movies, they kind of change stuff around so they can make. Make the storyline fit, or it may embellish it, or or may undersell certain things in that movie. You know, your mom role in the movie, you 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 getting kicked out. But what I did take away from that movie, between the ages of fifteen and eighteen, you led a pretty full life. Absolutely, and what we did actually with the movie is that we kind of took things out of it because we weren't ready. We weren't sure if the world was really ready for uh, Roxanne Shante. I want to say. Um, Uncensored. Right. So what we what we did was we act because we wanted to make sure that the movie was going to be a movie where parents, especially fathers, were going to be able to sit down and watch it with their daughters. So there were certain aspects of the movie things that we took out, but we did not add anything to it because the Roxanne Shante life definitely doesn't need any additives. It is, <laughs> it is definitely great on its own. So um, everything you see is everything that you saw in the movie was. Uh, factual there was no um we didn't add anything for any dramatic effect um you know it, it's just how it was and people look at the movie and say like you survived that but you're still standing you're still smiling you know i have a radio show daily on sirius xm which is called have a nice day where i'm literally just trying to make sure that the world has a nice day or at least gets a chance to laugh at least once to forget their problems and things that are going on and to be able to do that I'm able to do that because there's a certain resilience that are in us that allows us to say, okay, you know what, these are my problems, this is what I went through, but I've also learned how to direct the anger for those that it needs to be directed towards, and it led me to live a, a, just a happy life. Well, you have a great life. You know, I always, t- I always say that, uh, you know, I come from the inner city, and there are some things that happened to me and as I grew up that, you know, might not be favorable to the average person in the conversation, but it didn't damage me. It's part of my right. story. It's part of who I am today. I learned. 
I always tell people, Absolutely. you know, you learn from your mistakes, you know. You, you, you know, if you learn from it, it doesn't become an error in your life. And so, there you go. so there was there, there was some fun fun characters in the movie, like the young lady who, uh, yo 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 hype lady. That was a real person. Absolutely, yes, absolutely. Best friend Katrina, yes, absolutely. <laughs> she, she and I think I think everyone needs to have one of those in their life. You need to have that person who can give you that extra hype that you need when you're unable to hype yourself. Because, you know, there's some days now where we sit back and we can't seem to get a jump start. And then you have that one phone call, that one person that'd be like, Liz, you better get up and get out there and get on something. You know, look what's going on in life. Look how you live. You know, because other people can see the value in your situation when you can't. You know, that, that, that's what I loved about her character. Because from so, so when did your relationship with her start? We're talking to Roxanne Chate. You're talking about the movie Roxanne, Roxanne that aired on Netflix. It came out, I think, in 2018. Uh, yeah. It's a great, compelling movie. I, as, soon as, as soon as you were booked for the show, Thank I went you. and watched it again. I said, okay, I got I to gotta, gotta sharpen my Roxanne, Roxanne information. And uh, <laughs> can't be coming on this show stumbling. And so, uh, and so you know, you, know the, it, it, you were just born in a great era for rap. You know, it, and, and the fact that you were so respected, how did that come about? Because you were a female. And, you know, and we all know this is a, everything's male dominated. You know, you know, women can't compete with me. They, they can't physically, mentally, you know, socially. And then here you are challenging status quo. Take us through that little journey with your little rapper, your little, your little hype master right there with you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think what it is is that, Having the ability to be able to freestyle, which is something that not everyone is able to do, where you can literally just sit down and, and rhyme throughout life. And when I say being able to rhyme throughout life, that means just being able to walk through the house and rhyme about the things that you see or watching certain television shows and being able to uh, rhyme about those or just being able to put words together um, so effortless, effortlessly with rhyming ability. It just worked out pretty good, so it allowed me to be a great battle rapper because it allowed me to be able to talk about whatever somebody had on. Now, having a hype person, <laughs> a hype person is the person that makes sure that the crowd comes along right. to see what you're doing, right. because you don't want to have a great battle and it's only three of you there. Right. You know, right. Two, right. two may walk away and say you didn't win. <laughs> then, you know, so no, you need to have a large crowd. Right. If you're right. going to do it, you do it right. If you're going to show up, you got to show up and show out. Mm-hmm. And I come from a family of women that have always been able to do that. From when my mom and my aunts would enter into dance contests, and they would enter into dance contests pretending like they didn't practice all week. You know, they just show up and make it seem like that's just something they came up with. But knowing that that's something that they did while they were in a club, or we're going to go to a barbecue, or we're going to go here. So it was always, it's coming from a family that was willing to show up and show out. So I was never afraid of a crowd, which Mm -hmm. I think is like... um, Rule number one is if you want to be an entertainer, you can't be afraid of a crowd. Right. Whether they're for you or against you, you cannot be afraid of a crowd. And now, um, I was able to do that. Now, you know, when you talk about the journey, uh, when you first started going out, and uh, tell us about the neighborhood you grew up in. Give us, that, give us the, the surroundings of the environment that you grew up in. Oh, okay. Well, I, I, grew up in, I grew up in Queensbridge Public Housing, which is the largest housing project in the world. And... It was like a city. I grew up actually in a city, where a city inside of a city, where you didn't have to go outside of the projects for anything. You know, everything that you needed was there. Schools, medical uh, clinic, the stores, the sneaker stores, fish markets, fruit stands, everything was inside of my projects, including a pool and a park. 
now we've always had a multi-million dollar view from our project apartment windows, which is now the apartments that people are paying millions of dollars for. But we saw the value in that. So I never really knew that I was in a, in a hood. Right. You know, mm-hmm. no one, I, it just didn't seem like it. We had our own train station. So all of the things that everyone aspired to have, we had right. in the projects. And it was very family oriented. So it was a very large family um, housing project, which I think is the reason why it was so successful in still standing, because there were families. They were people who were really related to each other. Mm-hmm. You know, families with 16 children, families mm-hmm. with 10 children, families with 11 children. So because of that, you know, they literally took over the projects, and so we didn't have a lot of problems where a lot of other housing projects had that. But when you go out to travel and you bring your neighbors with you, you have 30,000 neighbors. You know, wow. so when people say, like, okay, well, you know, you show up and you perform, and they say, well, you know, you're going to have some people from your neighborhood come, you got to be like, no, I can't. <laughs> and they'd be like, well, why? And you'd be like, my whole neighborhood will fill this whole arena. Like, I can't <laughs> invite my whole neighborhood where some people grew up on a block. Right. You know, you right. got 10 people off your block. Right. You took right. about 10,000 on one block. Right, right, so, right. So it was just different, you know, for that. But it was a blessing. Mm-hmm. And it was one of the reasons why I was able to walk with no fear going into places because no matter where you went, there was always somebody from Queensbridge there. And that is a true story. Whether I was in Germany, it would be somebody who went in the Army, who mm-hmm. was from Queensbridge, <laughs> who went in the Army, and they was in Germany, showed up at the show. Mm-hmm. You know, so it was just a blessing to be born where I was born, especially mm-hmm. to be born to who I was born to, mm-hmm. you know, having such a great, strong mom. Someone who was no nonsense. Oh, she was no nonsense. Oh, she was Nia Long played that role, girl. Ooh. Oh, Nia killed it, didn't she? Kill it. And the thing about it is that you know I grew up in a household where you were able to use profanity as an expression. Mm-hmm. So you know now you couldn't just go around cursing people out. Right, right, but right. Should the moment arise where you need to say it, you know, I remember the first time I heard my grandmother use foul language. It came out of her mouth. So, I guess I want to say, like, it came out of her mouth so smoothly, I thought she was singing to the lady. And I was like, you know what, I can't wait to sing that song. I love it. I love it. You know, let, let's let's go back to your mom. The the Nia Long yeah. played the role. You know, she was a strong lady in the, in the movie uh, series. Uh, you know, she has a guy she's dated and he does her wrong. And, and she's just a single mom just trying to give the best life for her daughters. And yeah. But she kept stressing education. She kept saying, stay in school, stay in school, stay in school. How did that message play out in your life now? That message of well, staying in school, get an education. All the, This is all good, but get an education. You better than this. Right. Well, the thing about it was that she understood the importance of having one. Because coming from the rural South, there were a lot of things that were not available to them that she felt was available in the city. Like, I went to school... Even though we grew up together inside of Queensbridge Projects, where most children went to public school, which is like PS 111, my mom chose to have us become bus children, which means we were bused out of the neighborhood into other schools. And though there was our own personal difficulties with doing that, because, you know, when you're the only black child in an all-white school, you know, there are certain things that you deal with on a daily basis that you wouldn't deal with if you went to school with people in the neighborhood. But my mom's strategy was that, listen, you're going to live with these folks. You're going to be with these folks. Mm-hmm. But you know what? The world is a lot bigger than Queensbridge, so I need you to start your education outside of there. And so for me, it was always very, very important in, uh, in wanting to pursue it. 
understanding the importance of it. And even now, having a program, having a nonprofit program with my husband called Mind Over Matter, where we go into the schools to make sure these young ladies stay in school from the ninth to the 12th grade. We follow them both academically and personally to make sure that they understand the importance of school. And I tell everyone that. I said, listen, you know, I'm an advocate for higher education because I know how important it is. But I've also experienced the world of, I like to say, the mean world of smart people where they feel that, you know, you must have certain documentation in order to even be heard. So I tell everyone, like, listen, self-education is great. Um, If you're able to pursue it, a further academic education is great, you know, into into the world of academia. Bring your own home lessons with you, and then you'll be able to be successful. Wow. Okay, now, you just laid it out there. (laughs) <laughs> see, see, you know, I, I'm not a guy who put sentences together like that that fast, you know, but you just like articulated it. It did just stop, though. Well, see, see, I, I don't like you. I don't like you, Roxanne. I don't like you. You know what I'm saying? You know, you just were just just laying out sentence after sentence after sentence after sentence, and then you just stop. Well, you battling me. Are you ready for me to spit? Because it ain't going to happen. It ain't going to happen. <laughs> well, thank you. I like the way you put that. Maybe I'm always on. I guess that is the battle rapper in me that allows me to... Uh, articulate the way I do, but I mean, I've also been tapped on the back and told that I was a pretty good orator. Well, you are. You are. That's that's the Thank gift. You. That's that's the journey. And that's, uh, you know, I look at that, you know, I, I represent Stephen A. Smith and I, and, uh, on ESPN and I talk to him, I go, man, you got a gift, man. Your ability to just to put a sentence after a sentence after a sentence and to just to see something and just to capture it and then just give it back to a, a viewer or a listen, that's a gift. And so when I looked at you, when I was watching the show and listening to your music and watching the battles and you just effortlessly just, just taking all this information in. Now, no, listen to me. My degree is in mathematics, so I know about numbers. I know how you have to bring stuff in and just spit out the information. You, you, you getting all this information. You got noise. You got people... Booing you, you got people cheering you, you got somebody screaming in your face, and then you got to articulate all that information back to them. That is a gift, young lady. Thank you, thank you. But don't, but don't do that to me no more. Don't, don't, don't rattle off my fifteen <laughs> sentences and then stop on me again, because you know I'm gonna come find you. I'm gonna find you. You're not gonna do me on my show. <laughs> I know that's right. I know that's right. <laughs> I'm gonna be back with more. Of my, she's my friend now, Roxanne Chate. We'll be right back with more. From Rashawn McDonald and Money Making Conversations. Don't touch that dial. Hi, this is Rashawn McDonald, the host of Money Making Conversations. You say to yourself, who calls Rashawn's show? Please welcome to Money Making Conversations, comedian Dion Cole. A lot of people fail to realize when you look in the mirror every morning, you pass the most unique thing in the world. And I talk about this in my stand-up. You are unique in every way. you got to look at what's unique in you and then capitalize on it. Money Making Conversations continues online at www.moneymakingconversations.com. Hi, this is Rashawn McDonald, and you're listening to Money Making Conversation. Roxanne Shantae, she's also hosts a live show. It's 4 to 7 p.m. on Monday through Friday on Sirius XM. It's called Have a Nice Day on Sirius XM Satellite Radio. Tell us about that day, that show, and how did it get started? Well, actually, I, I was able to get, and it's so funny because this is how it started. LL, um, LL Cool J reached out and said, listen, you know, I want to interview you about the movie. I'm going to interview you and Nia. And I was like, okay, great. So I went out to L.A. When I went out to L.A., we started doing an interview similar to this one. Mm -hmm. We were doing an interview, (laughs) and then all of a sudden at the end of the interview, because I had him laughing, I had him almost crying, 
Uh, we talked about past, present, future, everything. Mm-hmm. He said, you know what? You need to be on radio. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you think so? And he was like, I know so. And I'm going to make it happen. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, oh, okay. You know, just, just taking it nonchalant. Right, like, right, okay, right, right. No problem. You know, you got my number. You let me know. And by the time I got home, he had me come in for an air check. Mm-hmm. And when I went in for an air check, the I thought I had did something wrong. And the lady came back to me, and she was like, that is the best air check I have ever heard. And I have been in radio for over 20 years. Mm-hmm. I've never had a person come in and ace it in just the first try. She said, listen, if they don't hire you, I got a whole bunch of other places that will. Mm-hmm. So we started laughing about it. Mm-hmm. And then the next thing you know, we started having a nice day. Oh, my goodness. Now, how did the name come about? How did the name come about? Well, it came from the fact that, you know, I don't hold any animosity. I'm a, I'm a very pleasant person. When people meet me, of course, we all have our sides that, you know, if I'm in a battle, then I need to battle. But if I I'm put afterwards... You know, so I'm going to stop you right there. You are so funny to me because I could tell you, you're sweet. You're nice. You know, bless you. Uh, God is good. But boy, yes. they get you in the right kitchen. Standing next to the right knife, it gonna come. Yes. It gonna, it, you gonna pick it up and throw it at him. You yeah, or something gonna, else. Listen, we gonna bust hell wide open. Yes, we will. <laughs> yes, we will. You got that, that's the that's the beauty of your personality. I, I you know, I'm gonna tell you. I got. I have six sisters, and um, okay. and 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 just talking to you. You know, I could just see myself just laughing and punching on the shoulder, and uh, you call me a fool. I'm calling you stupid, and and hugging each other and crying at the same time. That that's yes. a, that's a that's a blessing. I'm just telling you that to be able to be that friendly, but that engaging at the same time. That's 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 your gifts. That's one of your gifts. Thank you. You know, it's because I I love people, and and I know that there's going to always be a time where everyone is not going to love you. And everyone is not going to like you, but you don't have to give them a reason to do that. You know, that, just leave it on them to feel their own way. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't add anything to it for that to be the case. I just like for everyone to have a nice day. I feel like there's so much going on in the world, and I've had so many. I've had so many sad days. But the main thing is, you know, I know what it is to want to have a nice day because I know what it is for people to try to make you not have a nice day. Okay, cool. Now, you, well, at the beginning of the, our interview, you were talking about, uh, I said, well, did they add anything? Did they drop anything? Rashawn, you said, Rashawn, look, uh, we kind of kind kind of, of tamed it down so, you know, parents can watch with their kids. So they can get a learning lesson out of this. Great, great acting. It, it was well-received on Netflix. Now, Unsung calls you. Walk us through that yeah. whole process. Well, I had already appeared. The reason how, the way I had gotten unsung was because I had appeared on so many unsung and had so many <laughs> stories for everyone. You know, they were like, hold on, did you have unsung? And I was like, no. <laughs> and then with the movie and then with the radio station, you know, we weren't even sure if I was unsung or if I was singing again. Right, right. So, so we just, they said, listen, we think that it's your time to have an unsung. And I said, absolutely, because mm-hmm. I'm a huge fan of the show. Mm-hmm. I am and, too. And I've always thought that in order to get out certain information, because I love the approach that it took. So I said, yeah, I'll definitely do it. And so that's how we came up with me being able to do my own unsung. Mm-hmm. Now, with that being said, 
talk about uh, how, what big, what role did you play in putting it together? Did you have any say in it? Did you have any producing powers in it? Or you just wanted to make sure they, they, they said, we're going to go in this direction. You said, no, go in this direction. How, what role did you play in the actual production or putting together the creative process? Well, for the creative process of Unsung, they mm-hmm. pretty much have their producers how they would like for it to look. Mm-hmm. I think when people say that they may be, and I'm not sure if I've ever heard anyone say this, but for people to say that they may be unhappy with their unsung, that meant that they were unhappy with their life. Right. That right. meant that there were certain aspects of their life maybe they chose not to reveal. The Roxanne Shante story is an open book. I just tell everybody that you got to make sure you read something else before you read mine because it shouldn't be the only book that you read because there's going to be some things in there that you need to know mm-hmm. about. And so mm-hmm. I just went to them with, you know, with an open heart, open mind, mm-hmm. open spirit, and was like, okay, come on, let's do it. And they were like, well, let's talk about this. I said, okay, fine. And if you notice in my unsung, I really allowed others to tell the story and then gave my opinion on their version of the story. I don't <laughs> think too many other unsungs did that. I, I, felt like it was, I felt like it was no need for me to say, well, I did this for this one. Instead, it may be that person who says what I did for them. Or I didn't say, this person did that to me. Right. Someone else said, look what happened to her. And, this, you know, because that's the way I've always lived life. I've never taken things and carried them with me. Right. That's why I'm able to travel so, you know, travel so much because I don't have heavy luggage. I can travel. Absolutely, absolutely. Here's the, the fun part about my interview with you and, uh, and just the information you're giving everybody is that, first mm-hmm. of all, you're very honest. Super Sean, look. Yes. I'm not over here trying to sugarcoat. This is, this is my story. I can tell you a darker story. Or I can tell you this story. Which, whichever you want to sit down here, okay? Exactly. But what I'm not going to do is brag about what I've accomplished. But and that's what that's why you're a legend. See, a legend can that when you're a legend, Roxanne. See, other yes. people can tell their story about you. You go, yeah, that's right. But here's how it really happened. Now, there were two very prominent names that popped up in your movie, uh, Roxanne. Roxanne, uh, Biz Marquis. And Nas. Yes. Tell us about both those relationships, starting with Biz Marquis. Um, my relationship with Biz, Biz is my brother, beyond brother, if you can even give someone that title. Uh, we've traveled together. He was the first person to say to me, listen, don't you know we're going to be stars? Right. We're going to be big stars. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, you know, let's just go ahead and do these battles. He was like, no. It's going to be bigger than this. You watch. Mm-hmm. And I told him, I said, well, listen, my stage is your stage. So as with everyone that was in the Juice Crew, they all started off as, like, my DJ first. But it wasn't like I wanted them to be my DJ as seeing them as a subordinate. Oh, yeah, you're going to be my DJ. And it's, no, I wanted them to be my DJ so I could get them on the stage. Right, And right. then I'd switch places with them during my show. Mm-hmm. and let them perform, and then I'm standing behind the turntables. I'm not doing nothing, but I'm just standing behind there making it <laughs> look like I'm doing something. So that this way, they would be able to have the same platform. I've never had a problem with sharing my platform right. with anyone. Mm-hmm. You know, all I say is that when you come on board, you come on board and bring your best. Mm-hmm. You know, don't just come up here just to do it, because I never want anybody to feel like, ah, well, you know what? Ah, it's just a Roxanne Shantae thing, and not take it seriously. Right. And even to get to the point of Nas, you know, I told Nas, like, you, you're great, you know? So now listen, you come back when you got everything together, because <laughs> why come out and do some little rhymes that don't even represent, you know, how knowledgeable you are, you mm-hmm. know, how smart you are, how brilliant right. you are, how right. intelligent you are. Right. And so the next thing you know, 
he came back and he was nasty nuts. And I was like, okay, <laughs> yeah. so. Awesome. Now, you know, it, it's, it's, you know, you are a, um, you know, like I said, I, my life, I'm always paying it forward. I'm always uh, stepping out of my uh, comfort zone and, and telling people how great they can be and pushing them forward. And, and it's paying back to me for me in my life right okay. now. And I was just doing it. And I, I tend to believe that's part of your natural personality, too. No matter whether you're doing good and bad in your life, I feel you always have something good to say when you to somebody who deserves to hear it or need to hear it, correct? Yes, absolutely. I am definitely a person who will always point out the positive in people and give them that push. I stop, I feed the homeless. Um, if I'm going, I could be on my way going to have a dinner, and if there's someone outside and they say that they're hungry, I'll go inside, purchase them a dinner, bring it outside to them before I even sit down and get comfortable and have my own dinner because I know what it's like to, to look at those who have and you don't have and wish you had, and then you say, well, you know what? When I get in that position, I'm never going to be selfish like them. I'm never going to be that way. And I stick to that, and, and that's, that's the way I live my life, to know that all the things that I said when I was young, all the things that I said when I was in the streets, all the things when I said when I was boosting in stores, when I was by myself, that I made sure to be able to, once I was in a position, to make sure that everyone was good. And sometimes that's even to a fault because, you're so busy sharing and people mm-hmm. are so busy stealing mm-hmm. that you don't even realize that that's what's happening. Right. Now, here's the interesting thing about you, because uh, in the movie, you know, it, it ends with that moment with Nas. But we all know yeah. that you pursued educa- went to college and pursued higher education. How did they come up? Did you pay for your, ho- your, your college education? Uh, how, was that, uh, how was that funded along the way? And how many years did well, it take you to go through that process? Well, what it was was that I started off as a great keynote speaker, as I'm sure that you can tell from how I speak now, that um, I was wanted and a lot of universities sent right. me to come out. And I would speak on the fact of pursuing higher education. Right. During that time, the record company was supposed to pay for my, uh, my education, and it got to a point where they were no longer paying for it. So anyone that has been in school or has went through that, you know what it is to get that dreadful call to the bursar's office when they tell you that, you know, your school has not been paid for up until this point. Mm. So then you, have, then you have to leave school. And as I was leaving, I remember speaking with one of my professors, and they were like, you know, you need to go and speak about this out into the world. And so I became a keynote speaker. Us, the moniker of Dr. Roxanne Shante started there. Wow. So you, they, they, were, they were paying for your education, and then they just stopped. And did you did you follow up on that? Why did they stop? Or they just you just forget that? I'm just gonna handle it myself. Exactly. And I was like, you know, and there's certain things that you know, you're a single mom, you're out here, you're trying to make things happen, and you're unable to continue with it. So you pick up whatever it is that you're able to do, and you're able to pursue from it. But I do say this much, as I say to anyone that is listening, that I definitely support everyone to go as far in their education as possible. Higher education is a must. Having a degree to a certain extent is what it does is it allows and opens up doors for you. When I get the chance to, because now I have been blessed so much to have so many things on my plate, I would love to go back and pursue my education because that's something that I've always wanted to do. Wow. You know, I'd say the same thing. I tell people that, uh, you know, when I came out of high school, uh, I wanted to be a forklift driver. 
Yeah. And I, and I became a forklift driver, and then I dropped the box on the guy's hand and broke it, and they fired me. So mm. that, that was the end of my forklift driving career. And then I walked on campus and uh, at the University of Houston and saw some things that mostly the, the nice-looking ladies, and I went, that's, that, I need to go to college. And college changed my life. It, you know, that, that's what, whatever drug me, whatever drags you on campus, let it pull you. Let it pull you. Let it pull you to Absolutely. that, to that lane of higher education. That's what, and it pulled me on there. And uh, seven years later, uh, my degree is in mathematics, was in mathematics. And uh, I said, it is. Because one thing about, I tell people about education, they can't repo your degree. Can't nobody come and go, you know, so we're going to take that off that way. Nope, they can't do that. That's you that's the beauty of education. My minors in sociology, and it changed my life. So, Roxanne Sante, this uh, this uh, Sunday, uh, you're yes. starring in uh, starring for the first time because you've always been on unsongs. Finally, it's about you. It's your game. Finally, uh, my own unsung. Absolutely. Finally. You know, you 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 should like pose to the side. You know, people go in my own one. You know, this is about me. Nah, nah, nah. nah finally, about me. So, but your gifts are so so so, so amazing. You. You deserve the ability to speak. You deserve to have your own radio show. But what I enjoy the most about it is that you have a balanced life. And that's something I preach about on this show, having that balanced life. Talk to us about that. Well, one thing that you have to do is that in life you must have balance. You also have to understand balance, that you're going to have good days, you're going to have bad days. But you need to make sure that you don't let your bad days overwhelm the possibility of you enjoying your good days. For me, I have great balance. I have a... I have a husband who enjoys the things that I enjoy. We watch a lot of boxing. We go to a lot of boxing matches. Um, we also know that we are pillars in the community, so we do a lot of giving back. We make sure we do that. My children, you know, I have a boy and a girl, and um, I'm able to spend enough time with both of them for them to understand the balance between the two. Mm-hmm. And um, the only thing I don't have that's balanced, and I'm going to be perfectly honest with you and the listeners, is my diet. But I'm damn sure working on that. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, my friend, you know, your, your beauty, your personality, and because uh, uh, my, my wife screams about that too. So you're not the only one out there screaming about, I got issues, I got food issues, I got eating issues. But more importantly, yeah. you know, your fluidity and your ability to communicate is amazing. Uh, I could just, I'm gonna tell you something, Shante. I could just listen to you talk a, a lot, a lot. And you should, you should uh, probably do some storytelling, put some audio books out there because you got it going on. Plus, you should be doing somewhere doing voiceover as well because you got, you got skill. You got, you got a blessing that everybody needs to hear. Common, common can't be doing them all. Common can't do all of. All the <laughs> well, there's, well, there's always time and there's always future for me to do all of those things, and I thank you. I appreciate you. We're listening to my girl, Roxanne Chante. Uh, if you want to hear more episodes of Money Making Conversation, go to moneymakingconversation.com. I'm Rashawn McDonald. I'm your host. <laughs>